We are Gateway Chapel, where we build your world by His Word. We stand for fun, friendship, fellowship, and family. You are listening to a Pastor Eddie message. Welcome to service once again. You are blessed in the name of Jesus. I am so, so excited. This is a very special month for me. Well, 4th of July is the celebration of my 32 years of being a Christian, and I also celebrate my 54th birthday. Awesome and awesome celebration. You know, this day is very important to me because it's my Thanksgiving service, all right? It's the service where I just thank God for all he has done in my life in 32 years. I gave my life to Christ July 4th. 1988, 6 p.m., there was such a shift in my life that I decided that from that day on will be the celebration of my natural birthday. Praise the Lord. And for 32 years, I have been doing this. And so if you are not born again, I want to encourage you to give your life Give your life to Christ. It's, it, it, you, you will never regret giving your life to Jesus. In 32 years, I have seen the scripture come alive for me. My entire life has been transformed. When I met Jesus 32 years ago, I was in a very low place. I had no sense of direction. I didn't know what my purpose in life was. I was just living life. I was just living life. And then one day, someone invited me to church. And then, uh, I, in fact, I'll just tell you, that, tell you this story. Um, it was um, my friend of mine invited me to church. And listen very carefully. Actually, he asked me to drop, he asked me to drop him off in church. And, he, and he, we, he didn't have the boldness to tell me he was going to church. So I dropped him off. But when I dropped him off, I saw people come out. Beautiful girls came out of the church. They hugged him. They kissed him. And they welcomed him. And I thought, my God, this guy is in heaven. So the next day, I decided to come back and uh, find out what all that business was all about. That's how I got into church. And then the altar call came, gave my life to Christ. And I never looked back. I pray in the name of Jesus that God Almighty will strengthen you on this journey in the name of Jesus. What a beautiful time to be a Christian. And this month is our month of praise. The seventh month is always our month of praise. And so throughout this month, we are going to be praising God. Our focus is going to be praising God. And we are also doing something special. We are embarking on a 21-day fast. We are restarting the, the year as it were. And then we are believing God that the last six months of this year, ha, that God Almighty will bless you. He will bring restoration to you. He will bring profit into your life. That in fact, by December 31st, when you are transitioning into 2021, listen, the effect of COVID will have disappeared in your life. And so that is what we are praying to God for. And every day, 9 o'clock every day for only 15 minutes, I am going to be praying with you, personally praying with you, for 20 and one days. I am so excited. I love this month. And so today I want to share with you how to use, how to, um, how to receive a miracle through the power of praise. How to get a miracle through the power of praise. And I listen, 
throughout this teaching. If I can finish it today, fine. If not, next week. But I need you to pay attention because this is very important. And I'm going to be teaching you from my experiences of God in 32 years. All right? You are blessed. Now, Psalm 149, I read from verses 1 to 9. He says, praise the Lord. You say, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You say, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He says, sing to the Lord a new song. Oh, I pray that God will put a new song in your lips in the name of Jesus. God Almighty will put a new song in your lips. The song of refreshing, the song of joy, the song of testimony. The Lord will put a song, a new song in the name of Jesus. You will not sing the song of yesterday. In other words, today God will give you a new experience of him. God will give you a new experience, a new miracle, a new hope in the name of Jesus. He says, sing to the Lord a new song. Listen very carefully. He says, sing to the Lord a new song. In other words, you should forget your negative experiences. You should forget yesterday. He is mandating you to look at the benefits and the promises of God for today and key your faith into it out of your expectation. You should birth a new song in your lips. That's what he's saying. So it's a command. So the grace to sing a new song. Let this grace rest upon you in the mighty name of Jesus. It says, sing to the Lord a new song and his praise in the assembly of the saints. Mm. Let me just ex ex explain this. There is a, is a place where your praise can be maximized. There is a location. There is a physical environment. And that is why, my friend, it is, it, you, you, you will do yourself great injustice if you decide to stay away from the assembly of the saints. From the assembly of the saints. When we say, come to church, and some say, well, well yeah, I mean, I, I can worship God anywhere. No, you can't worship God anywhere. He will not receive your praise just anywhere. Yes, you praise God, but he's mandating you to praise him in the assembly of the saints. So you praise him at home, you praise him where you are, but there's something about praising God in the assembly of the saints. Why is that? Ha! Listen, because in the assembly of the saints, there is the power of agreement. There is the power of agreement. So what I would say, but where two or three of you are gathered, not where you are standing alone. Yes, God is over you, but we are, tap, we are talking about tapping into the miracles of God through the power of praise. And so he's saying here that you should, and, and his praise in, so you sing to the Lord a new song and his praise in the assembly of the saints. He talks about testimony. He talks about thanksgiving. He talks about glorifying God in the assembly of the saints. He then says, let Israel rejoice in their maker. The grace to rejoice in God. Let this grace rest upon you from today in the name of Jesus. Yesterday is gone. June is gone. 
The first half of the year is gone. This is a new day. This is the beginning of the rest of the remaining half of the year. This is a new day. And I pray that the newness of this month will open up to you in the name of Jesus. It says, let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them be joyful in their king. It says, let the, and let them praise his name with a dance. Let them praise his name in a dance. So in the month of praise, the gateway family of which you are a part, the gateway family, the spiritual body, we are praising God throughout this month. That means, my friend, when you wake up in the morning, you dance and praise the Lord. When things are going, are going the way you didn't expect, you dance and praise the Lord. When you get to the office during your break time, you dance and praise the Lord. Gather your children together and dance and praise the Lord. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name with the dancer. Let them sing praises to him with a timbrel and harp. Make a joyful noise. If you can play an instrument, play a, some of you have keyboards in your home, right? This month, hey, play an instrument with your kids. Praise the Lord. It says, for the Lord. Oh, I love this. <laughs> it says, for the Lord takes pleasure in his people. Listen for me very carefully, my friend. I have been a Christian for, I have been a follower of Jesus for 32 years. Three decades and two. I have seen scriptures come alive. There are some things I will share with you about God's word. There are things I will share with you that I have, that I have, that I have received and handled and tried out that will bug your mind. And so don't be fooled, my brother, my sister. God is real. Jesus is real. And he is with you. The power of the Holy Spirit is a reality. The word of God is quick. The word of God is powerful. And I have experienced this personally for 32 years. That's no kidding, my brother. Say, so for the Lord takes pleasure in his people. Full stop. God takes pleasure in his people. God takes pleasure in your life. God takes pleasure in my life. He will beautify the humble with salvation. Praise the Lord. He said, let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud on their beds. Listen. Your bedtime is not a time, it's not a place where you complain and grumble and worry about the next day. Listen, it says, let them sing aloud on their bed. Praise the Lord. It then says, let the high praises of God, and this is what we are focusing on this month, let the high praises of God be in their mouth. And that's our focus this month. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth. And then, listen, a kicker here. And a two-edged sword in their hand. The sword is the word of God. Listen to verse 7. It says, to execute vengeance on the nations. And punishment to the people. High praise in the mouth of the believer is a powerful tool for execution. It says, 
to execute, let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. And, is, and, say, and says, it says to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. Verse 9. Oh, are you following me right now? Right? Verse 9. It says to execute on them written judgments. This honor have all this and have all his saints to execute on them the written judgment of what the Lord has said about you. Praises of God and the effective use of his words are two powerful and effective weapons I have used for my personal advancement in 32 years. I will say that again. Praises of God and the effective use of his word, the skillful articulation and application of the word of God are two powerful and effective weapons I have personally used and, and, and advice that you use in your personal advancement in life. Why? Because my Bible says, let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. And verse 9 says, why should they have a high praise and two-edged sword in their hand? It says, so they can execute on them their written judgment. Praise the Lord. So they can execute their written Judgment. What does that mean? Let me just stop there and let us talk about this in a moment. Just because it is written does not mean that you will experience it. I am so excited. Just because it is written does not mean that you will experience it. Just because you experience it does not mean it cannot be taken from you. Let let the high praises of God be in your mouth and a two-edged sword in your hand. The two-edged sword, the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword. And sharper than a two-edged sword. So the Bible is saying, let the high praise of God be in your mouth and the word of God the skillful use of the word of God in your hand. Why, verse 9, to execute on life the written judgment. To execute on life the written judgment. Just because God says it does not mean that you will experience it. And just because you, are, just because you have experienced it does not mean that what you have experienced or experiencing cannot be taken away from you. And let's talk about that in a moment. There are promises of God that you cannot experience unless you give your life an executive order. Let's go back there. It says to execute. Verse 7, to execute. Verse 9, to execute. A high praise in your lips and the word of God in your hand is for execution. Period is for execution, is for carrying out an executive order. An executive order means that sometimes because God has said something doesn't mean that you will experience it. So you have to you have to invoke an executive order in the spirit so you can experience it. 
Over 7,000 promises in the word of God, my friend. The fact that it is written does not mean that you will experience it. The fact that God said does not mean that you will ever taste it. And so God is saying that the, through the power of high praise and through the careful use and skillful use of the word of God, which is expressed in your understanding and articulation backed by the Rema revelation, he says that you can put an execution on life and say this is what the word of God says. And so life, I demand that I experience it. I've done that for 32 years. My friend, if you don't know how to praise God, if you don't know how to skillfully praise God, and you don't know how to skillfully use the word of God, listen, you will tell stories in life. You will tell stories of why you are where you are. You will tell stories of why you had a dream and you couldn't fulfill it. You will tell stories of why you are stagnant. You will tell stories of why people are moving forward and you are stuck in the same rotten place. Just because it is written does not mean you will experience it. That is what executive orders are for. Executive orders. There are promises you cannot, promises of God you can't experience unless you give your life an executive order. You should be dating right now, but no one is looking at you. Give your life an executive order. You should be dating right now. You should have a boyfriend right now. You should have a girlfriend right now. But no one is looking at you. You desire it. But it is not happening. You should give your life an executive order. You should tap, you should train and skill up in the instrumentality of praise. And you should arm yourself with the skillful use of the word of God and give your life an executive order. You are forever in a relationship but there is no ring. There is no commitment. The guy is scared. He's scared of making commitment. He's afraid that this marriage will fail like his father's marriage. He's afraid that his marriage will collapse like his grandfather's marriage. Girl, arm yourself with praise. Skill yourself up in the word of God and take and and, and, and carry out an executive order over the spirit of fear and move that relationship forward. Your relationship is always breaking up or breaking down like you are breakdancing. Give your life an executive order. Give your life an executive order. How many boyfriends do you want to go through? Give your life an executive order. How many girlfriends do you want to go through? How many? 
when I got born again 32 years ago, I hit it once. The one that God said dropped in my spirit and said, this is the one. That is still the one I am married to today. How many boys do you want to go through to find the one? How many girls do you want to go through to find the one? Give your life an executive order. Because, my friend, Adam did not struggle to get a wife. Neither did Eve struggle to find a husband. Give yourself an executive order. You are stuck on the same old job that cannot, that, 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 that cannot even pay half the bill. I'm so excited, I'm sweating. Stuck on the same old job that cannot pay half the bill. I have been there. I have been there. Stuck on it. By the 14th of the month, I am broke. I am talking to you about how to get a miracle through the instrumentality or the power of praise. Stick with me this month and let's change your life together. I was there. I've been there before. Do a job that can only pay her. By the 14th of the month, I am broke. So I gave myself an executive order. I was living in a room in a house, eight families sharing one toilet. I gave myself an executive order. This is not life that I know. And this is not the life. Some people may be comfortable with it, but this is not the life that I envisage for myself. I gave myself an executive order. I was so broke. My daughter, who turned 23, this like just last, last week, when it was her naming ceremony in 1997, I think, 97, people came from the church to come and visit us. About the same time, 23 years ago, I could not afford to buy cups, cups, C-U-P-S, yes, you heard well, cups for refreshment. They were, I was passing cup from one person to the other. I will serve, I will serve a low-frill cola into a low-frill plastic cup and then give it, give it, that was not my background. I wasn't raised like that. That's where life put me in at that time. I had just relocated into UK. Are you kidding? Is this my life? And then once the first guest drinks, takes drinks the cola, and then they humor me. God bless God's people. I mean, they tasted that lofi cola. I never knew what lofi meant. And so when they finish, I will run to the kitchen, go and rinse the cup, clean it out. Serve the other low, serve another low free cola into a low free cup and bring it to the high free guest. <laughs> and one day I looked at myself and I said, They're so sad. Is this how you want to live your life now? If your father knows that this is, after 
all the education and exposure and training that this is where you end up. What are you going to tell your folks? What kind of children will you bring and raise in this kind of environment? Listen, there's nothing wrong in the place. I just had a dream. I just had a dream. I had a vision for myself and my experience was not in alignment with what I have dreamt up for myself. I gave myself an executive order. What is an executive order? I will tell you in a minute. But the Bible tells us what it is. It says, I praise in your lips and by the word of God to execute judgment. Judgment to execute. What are you executing? You are executing what the word of God says about you in relation to that situation. Are you listening? He says you cannot buy a house. Give yourself an executive order. One of my daughters, my spiritual daughters, came to visit me uh, some time ago. Was it last year or two years ago now? And then she came on her way out. She just burst into tears. Why are you crying? She said, Dad, I can't, we can't buy a house. I said, why? She said, because of some technicality. You know, they had. And then she was weeping. And I looked at her. I was so touched. I was moved with compassion. And I looked at her. I said, don't worry, girl. Don't cry. Everything is going to be okay. Everything is going to be all right. Don't cry. Trust me. Trust me, I said. Because I know a God. Because I understand I have a skill. A particular skill set of skills. <laughs> My friend, high praise in your lips. And armed with the word of God. And bring judgment. And then we went. And I prayed for her. From my heart. And I asked the Lord. That to bring judgment. Upon every form of technicality. Relating her ability. To purchase a house. Herself and her husband. Today they own a beautiful house. I give another testimony. One of my sons came. I said, Pastor, Pastor, we cannot find, we cannot, I can't get a mortgage. Why? He said, because my income is too low. And then we've done all the combinations and combinations, but we still can't get a mortgage. So I asked him, do you want to buy a house? He said, yes, we really desire to buy a house. I said, okay, no problem. I said, let's do this. I said, every Wednesday, come to my office. Just come and sit down in our office. And then yourself, your wife, Myself and Pastor Bola, we were talking about mortgages and talking about your income and talking about your expenses. And before the end of the third meeting, they got a favor and then they bought their first house. Come on, say executive order. You need an executive order. It says in verse 9, to execute on them the written judgment. Now, I love this bit. He says, this honor have all his saints. Praise the Lord. This honor have all his saints. It is not limited to me because I am a pastor. No. No. This honor, the honor to execute judgment 
on the back of the combination of high praise and an understanding of the Rema word of God, right, is the honor of all his saints. Let no one fool you. I am not special. Of all his saints, you can do this, and that's why I am teaching you this same skill, that you go execute judgment and free yourself and embrace the finished work of Christ on the cross. Constantly seek, seek for no reason. Give your life an executive judgment. You are married but not happy or always unhappy, always fighting. Give your marriage an executive order. Did you get married to fight? Are you a boxer? You are married but not happy or always fighting. Is that life? Give that marriage an executive order. Or you are married but no children. No. No. And if you are here under the sound of my voice, and you are believing God for a child, I decree the order of God over you right now. The Bible says, be fruitful and multiply. In the name of Jesus, I decree your fruitfulness in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray, amen. Praise the Lord. Few years ago, there was a lady who was on her, on, her, on, her, on her deathbed, a Muslim young girl. And the doctors told her that you have 24 hours or 48 hours to live. And the doctors told her, listen, do you, are you religious? If you are religious, call anyone you want to call because your time is almost over. And then somebody told her about this church. And then one day she got on the phone and called the church office, and it just so happened that it was Pastor, it was Pastor Paula who picked up that phone call. And then she started, and then she told, and he said, Oh, this is what I, this is what um, I, I am I'm going through, and then, and then um, they've given me uh, uh, some time to, 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 to set my house in order because you know, I, you know, basically she was dying. So she was led to the Lord on the phone, and then she was prayed over. This testimony, she came here to give herself, standing on this same pulpit. And then she said, she was supposed to go in two hours, and then two hours became six hours. Six hours became 12 hours. 12 hours became 24 hours. And the doctor came back to her and said, what did you do? And what have you done differently? She said nothing. But she kept it quiet to herself. She got better, got discharged, and then came to this same pulpit with her, with her by herself and gave the testimony of how somebody she never knew and never met gave an executive order over death that kept her alive. I pray that this grace rests upon you in the name of Jesus. I pray that this grace rests upon you mightily in the mighty name of Jesus. You will not tell stories in the name of Jesus. Secondly, just because you experience joy, happiness, gladness, and all that you set your heart to do, does not mean it cannot be taken from you. It doesn't mean it cannot be taken from you. 
Just because God said it does not mean you will experience it. And just because you have experienced it or experiencing it does not mean it cannot be taken from you. So you need an executive order to maintain what God has given to you because it can be, it can be plundered. Matthew 12, verse 28. I am teaching you how to get a miracle using the instrument of praise. How to get a miracle through praise. And that's the theme. And we'll be teaching you about praise most part of this month. Matthew 12, verse 28. It says, For if, but if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has, has come upon you. So demons exist. All right? You can pretend it doesn't exist, but demons exist. Or how can, now listen, how, or how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods? He's a strong man. He's a happy man. He's happily married. He's a strong man. He has a strong marriage. He has strong income. He had a strong job. He has a strong business. He has strong children. He had a strong dream. He's a strong man. He said, but how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods? So it means that the goods of a strong man can be plundered. Unless first binds the strong man. So there are, there are things in life, my brother and my sister, that can attempt to bind you so they can plunder your marriage, so they can plunder your dreams, so they can plunder your career, so they can plunder your business. And then he will plunder his house. So, my friend, your beautiful experience can be plundered. So you need an executive order to keep demonic thieves off your life. There are spiritual attacks against relationships. I mean, you're dating someone. It's going very well. Everything is nice. You go for first date, second date, and then you move on. Then one day you call him, he doesn't answer. One day you call her, she doesn't respond. You text, no response. You WhatsApp once, WhatsApp second, WhatsApp third, and then you are blocked. And then you are wondering, what have I done? I thought this was going somewhere. Well, you've been plundered. Marriages are under spiritual attack. Under spiritual attack. And let me share my own personal experience with you on marriages on, on marriage under attack. It was in 2001. And I was working in a foreign country. And then by 2 a.m. in the morning, there was a knock on my door. And then my beautiful blonde blue-eyed colleague, colleague walked into my room. And then she said, I have a packet of condom in my hand. Come and sleep with me. I was shocked. 
she was half drunk. And I sat there. I was thinking, my goodness, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? In fact, I wish I can tell you that, um, oh, and I prayed, and I prayed, and God, no. The only thing that came to my mind was, hey, how can I explain this to my wife? How can I begin to explain? And then she said, what are you thinking about? I said, I'm thinking, you know what, I, I can't do this. And she said, why not? Come. I said, no. So I remained calm. I said, you know what, I, I'm not going to do this. She got up, and then she left. What if I had done it? In fact, for the next two years, I was under an attack. I was having nightmares, nightmares. I would wake up in the middle of the night in cold sweat, thinking, my goodness, I did it. And then sometimes I would wake up in anger, asking myself, so now she think, uh, you know, I'm not a man. I should have done it. For two years, I had, was having, I was suffering from trauma for two years. And then at that time, I would wake up frightened, thinking, oh my God, how did I present myself? How did I present myself that she felt comfortable enough to come to my room? I was shivering, I was shivering. For two solid years, listen very carefully, marriages can be attacked. You need an executive order to keep what God has given to you. Children can be attacked. You heard, you heard the famous testimony the other day, how in her own bathroom, for no reason, her child collapsed, her daughter collapsed face down in the bathtub. But thank God that the kids were there and they called the mom and the mom you know, grabbed her and resuscitated her. Children are under attack. A strong man's life can be plundered. Your health can be attacked. You just sick, ill. Today, ankle pain, tomorrow, backache, neck pain, or you are just tired. There's no explanation whatsoever. Just exhausted. Wake up in the morning exhausted. Go to bed at night exhausted. You are just tired. Tired mentally. There's no reason. Tired. Health can be under attack. So you need an executive order to enjoy the good things that God has given to you. The combination of high praise and the word of God is for executing judgment. Let the high presence of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hands. Praise the Lord. Let me stop there for today. I am so excited. Let me stop there and use this as just an introduction. Next week, I'm going to be teaching you about the purpose of praise, the pattern of praise, and the power of praise. Whatever you do, do not miss it. And let me pray with you this, this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you. I thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice. Lord, I ask, oh God, for an unusual grace to rest upon them this month in the name of Jesus. Even as we wait upon you, Father, 
we ask, oh God, for an unusual grace to praise you. An unusual grace, Father, for the understanding and articulation of the word of God. Let it rest upon everyone under the sound of my voice. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray and the family say, Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about us at www.gatewaychapel.org.uk Remember to subscribe so you'll never miss another message like this one. Be blessed.